0: How many times have you celebrated your 39th birthday? When age 50 creeps up on us, we deny it, hide it, and do everything we can to ignore each birthday that comes after. But why? Let's celebrate our voices of experience. Whether you're passing 50 passing 60 or approaching another decade we've got great discussions and guests to help you embrace every year you've got under your belt if you're passing 50 or more pull up a chair we've got something just for you now here's your host Robin boyd Well, welcome everybody. This is passing 50. If you've had a recent birthday, happy birthday and and just embrace it. Sometimes those decade years are a little bit hard to swallow, but you know what, we're all in it together. We've all uh most of us that are here have have gone through one or maybe more. <laughs> so, we want to make sure that we are together in this and sort of band together and we know that there's there's still um a lot left to uh accomplish and and that's one of the things that I wanted to talk to our guest today about. Our guest is Jodi Bramer. She is... um a, a very familiar guest with us. We have had her many times on our other show, um, Military Mom Talk Radio. And I'm so excited. Um, she's a marriage and family therapist with uh, in California. Um, you are quite a talented lady, Jody, and oh, have you. really accomplished many things. I'm going to bring this up later in the show, but I, I actually wanted to bring it up at the top because you got your master's degree. To 20 full years after graduating from high school. So there's no reason why someone facing their 50s and 60s can't start something
1: new. Oh, my goodness. That is so true. It's, uh, the statistics nowadays are that the average person will change careers seven times in their life. Oh. And uh, it, with us living longer and knock on wood, live, uh, having a healthier life. We go through many changes and we're going to find that things that excited us early on are different going forward, or even just the needs of changing times like divorce or, or widowhood. It puts us in a different position and we, we have to reevaluate. And I think all of us, by the time we're at this point, um, Can relate in some way to that. And changes of careers and and different paths that we take are just, they're going to happen. We can embrace It's true. I think it's hard
0: sometimes because our parents would get a job when they first got out of the. Service, or if they were fortunate back then to go to college, they did, and they stayed with that company right through until retirement and they got the gold watch and they had their pension and that 's how they retired nowadays it 's not quite as easy because some of that is within our control, but a lot of that isn 't in our control companies uh, you know they downsize, they merge they uh, companies go out of business. And it's seven times
1: in a, in a job uh, lifetime is a, a lot. It is. It's, it's very different. And when we talk about millennials, we're talking even even more significant because the time frame on on what is going around nowadays is you look for the next best thing. You're not buckling in and, and working towards a goal within the company. You're looking for the next company that can offer you the next best thing best opportunity it's a different way of thinking and um with us people over 50 we're not quite at that point we were looking at loyalty and getting that gold watch after 20 years and things are very different nowadays and we're competing uh when we change jobs or change careers with with a new generation many generations
0: it's true i have um The years that I took care of my mom was uh, about 20 years, just shy, a couple months shy of 20 years. Um, And in that time, I did have to leave my job because I became... A full time caretaker. I just could not be out of the house for an eight or nine hour day. Um, I needed to be with her. But in that time, I was fortunate enough to have good computer connections and (laughs) I was able to, I I got very um, strong in my graphic art. I had originally years and years ago thought maybe commercial art would have been uh, my forte and I ended up going in a different direction. But I finally went back to that original desire of of art and I went into graphic art which then springboarded a whole new career for me and now I in my day job so to speak am uh, a graphic designer and uh, working in marketing and everybody else in my department is probably I think the oldest gal is 32 years old so I uh, th- I am definitely swimming with the with the younguns.
1: <laughs> I found that to be true in in mine too when I went back um, and pursued this this career. Boy, it's already been uh, how many years ago? Uh, I've been in this field for over fifteen years. But prior to this, I was um, I ran a travel agency, and I was very surprised at the correlation between. The psychology of working with people who are doing any number of things I specialized in vacations and cruises and boy, that was a different lifetime ago and um, there was a lot of psychology not only to selling but in the idea of people needing vacations, the anxiety with their jobs the even secrets involved in planning vacations sure. or or sometimes some
2: some adultery going on. It was really quite
1: interesting. <laughs> um, realizing the, the confidentiality and the psychology right. behind it and going back to school and pursuing my master's after graduating with a bachelor's in psychology uh, at the age of 20, it was just a a natural progression. It was something I always wanted to do, but I had been, I got married young. I got married at 20, to 40, and mm-hmm. as you all know, Marrying a military person can really offset your career path, if you're the mm. following along. And it was uh, a journey. And the journey led me back to my first love, which is psychology. And, you know, you, you, people say, well, I'm so old. I don't know if I can go back into another career because I'm already blah, 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 blah old. Yeah. And I said, well, in five years, in one year, in two years, you're gonna be another year older. And the question is, are you gonna have something to show for it or are you not? Nobody can take education away. Anytime you go back for anything, I mean, yeah, it took it took a while to to get the bachelors, it took a while to get the masters. Yeah. i else are you doing? I mean, you're either gonna go through life or you're gonna go through life and maybe take a few classes and get something and hopefully you're gonna be fifty or sixty or seventy and it's 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 exciting to think that anybody can do anything almost at any age.
0: And it's wonderful to know that there isn't – you're not going to get stared at at a campus. You're not going to get stared at um, walking into a student center or even approaching because it is so much more common now. Uh, I do know that so many people are going back, whether it's just a, a class here and there, whether they are pursuing another degree. The online class opportunities now are phenomenal. Um, when you were talking about some of the adultery and some of the uh, re- how relationships yep. <laughs> sort of uh, wind around these travel things, and now of course you are facing with your your practice um, good relationships um, sometimes are very strong and got stronger over the years, and sometimes they are um, a little more fragile after bearing 20 or 30 years. Um, Yes. We've got about four minutes to, to before we get to the break, so I do want to talk a, a little bit about a good relationship. And I have to say, um, I'm very proud. I had uh, my husband on a couple of weeks ago because we've celebrated our 40th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. So congratulations! We've hung in there for 40 years, <laughs> and counting, and counting. Um, but the thing about relationships is there's an evolution, there's change, and there's resilience. And I think you really do have to have some of those elements to keep a good relationship going.
1: Oh, without a doubt. And who we were when we were in our 20s is very different than who we might become or might be in our 30s or 40s or 50s. And the resilience is a, is a fantastic word. We hear it a lot when we're talking military families. The reality is, is that people grow, and they can grow in at different in different directions. They can sure. grow in different um, time spaces. Some people mature a little faster than others. Some people get a little bit stagnant, but we do grow. And if you think of two reeds growing, and um, hopefully the two reeds, and I'm using my hands as a as an mm-hmm. example, putting two two hands next to each other, hopefully you grow in the same direction upward. But sometimes uh, one hand might go off in even a slightly different direction so that as people move upward in ages together, where you were at 20 starting together, even the slightest deviation may mean at 40 or 50 that you're you're significantly further apart than you were. And the idea of marriage counseling when people are working together is to try to get the reeds back together, not to keep them from growing, but to grow in the same direction. Mm -hmm. And... That's what we hope for. Uh, sometimes we see that the direction is just too far apart and people need to figure another path out. And that happens a lot, too. Um, but going into a relationship, especially and something I'd like to talk about more, Robin, is when people are starting over again at 50 or 60 or 70, what what the challenges are and and the differences that you might be looking at than when you were starting out the first time around.
0: Absolutely. And we've got a lot of time to talk about that in this hour. Um, One thing I did want to say is there is a lot of change. And part of the bond uh, in a long-term relationship, I think, comes with good communication uh being willing to change your intimacy uh it 's not going to be the same uh, as you get older it 's still going to be as passionate and and as strong and you have to allow each other some freedoms to be able to um to grow in their direction but then obviously come back you know so we've got a lot of a lot more to talk about we 're with Jody Bramer today uh marriage and family therapist, and we have a lot more to talk about. About relationships, and gosh knows what else will come up. So <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> we'll be right back on Passing 50. Stay right where you are. Passing 50 will be right back after these messages.
3: Have you heard?
0: A couple of minutes older, a couple of minutes wiser. We're back to a great discussion on Passing 50. Hi, everyone. We're glad you're with us today on Passing 50. This is Robin Boyd with you today. And we are chatting with Jodi Bramer, uh, a licensed marriage and family therapist um, who has brought so much insight to our other show, Military Mom Talk Radio. Um, And I'm thrilled to have her with us today because there are a lot of times, Jodi, that you have sat with couples for one reason or another, whether it be um, getting through some military when people come back from the military there's usually a, a disjointed uh, communication and maybe they just need to get realigned just like a chiropractor you're a a, a, <laughs>
1: <laughs> a mental chiropractor you're I don't a know. mental chiropractor there you go I like that <laughs> Oh, my goodness. i never thought of myself like that.
0: Well, there you go. Um, but there's also issues sometimes. We were talking about some good relationships before the break. Um, there are times, though, I think we've changed, and maybe the communication has become too disjointed. Maybe... Uh, The intimacy just doesn't hold the same fire. Maybe one wants a different kind of freedom than the other one is willing to allow. I mean, my parents, uh, I remember growing up, my mom loved to travel. Uh, My dad hated it. He said, I did enough in the service. That's it. I want (laughs) to stay home. (laughs) And He'd come home from work. Those shoes would come off. He'd be in his (laughs) pajama pants and that would be it.
1: (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: absolutely but i think since since your parents um how how long did they stay married? my dad died just shy of their
0: uh let's see he was sixty nine when he died so yeah. just shy of their fortieth ish um and um she my mom traveled a lot when she was after I was out of school and she didn't have any any of the college bills to pay anymore it was like um you know she wanted to travel but dad did not and he was fine with that my husband and I have our our separate things he belongs to certain clubs that I'm not involved with I belong to my clubs and of course I have my girl scouting and all of that and he it, he does help me with girl scouting but
1: we each have our sort of
0: separate um things oh, in our maybe. lives
1: yeah absolutely. absolutely my husband is very involved or he, he used to love scuba or he liked to build guitars or he's into building guns now and and he's oh. it's yeah i know it's cool He old old guns like the the World War Two stuff. It's he's he's wonderful, and he's got a wall of guitars that we call our rock wall, and Love he just sees it. oh, it's fantastic, and I'm I'm very proud of him. And those are completely his. I mean, that, those are his. He has his alone time. He gets to go into his man cave. He gets to go work on that. And I I think one of the the wonderful things about having a a long term relationship, or even being in your not 20s anymore, is that sense of trust and companionship along with with passion and love that we can lead different lives and it's not threatening to our partner just to have a different interest. In fact, it it even makes us more interesting. Uh, When you think of retired people and you think of the men who used to go to work and come home and the women who are frustrated with them because they're around all the time, they need to go do something because they're used to having their time apart, what do people talk about when they are together 24-7 and there's nothing to talk about at dinner because you've been with that other person around, or around the clock and there's nothing that you don't know. And sometimes having a hobby or an interest or a club or a group or a friend or even another career or a job or a class or something – when you come back together to your partner and you have something new and special and interesting to share with them, it, it keeps you vibrant. It keeps you that much more excited and things aren't just stagnant and it's good for a relationship. Really good. I find that, um, Technology
0: has helped with relationships, too. I find that we text each other a lot. We send each other little messages. I'll find something funny. I'll send him a picture, a funny picture or whatever. Sometimes I think those, I mean, back in the day, I would stick a little note in his lunch when I'd make his lunch or or whatnot. And now I think technology has given us a little added dimension to Just any relationship. Um, I, I good stink. and bad ways, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I think um, it is difficult when all of a sudden after 20 some odd years, though, um, that relationship does come to a difficult point. Do you think um, when, when you see a therapy session with an older couple, do you find that therapy at that point is more or less successful than, say, you've got a young, a young couple in front of you and they've just got a rocky start?
1: That, that's an interesting question, and you really have to take it case by case example. Uh, there's a lot more usually to sacrifice when there's a lot of history behind a relationship. Most of the time, well, many times there's children involved, even grown children, or there's assets involved. So taking a step toward ending a long-term relationship marriage has a lot more risk than somebody who's been married a year and realizes that it may have been a mistake and they were just out of out of school or out of boot camp or whatever. There's a lot more at risk, and... Um, People are wanting to see if they can salvage it, or it might be on the other complete hand where they've gone through the childhood and the raising kids, and they've done all the sacrifice, and suddenly they're at different places in their life, and they think, you know, I've done enough sacrificing, Mm -hmm. it's time for me to live my own life. And um, it really depends on the couple and the dynamics and maybe the history of what What they've seen. If they have parents that stayed together through hard times, there may be a different approach coming into therapy than people who may have come from broken families to begin with. Mm.
0: And I think sometimes we do spend so much time devoting ourselves to our children and our jobs that all of a sudden, um, either the job is lessening, the kids are grown, you are face to face with each other, and you might be saying, oh God, who is this person? Mm-hmm. I, I've been sharing this so bed with this person but I don't think I know you. I don't know if I if I like this person. That's a tough one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: It reminds me I don't know if you, you're familiar with Fiddler on the Roof. Oh gosh, yes. Yes. Um uh, I uh, maybe the, the the people who are listening would know Fiddler on the Roof. Uh <laughs> the the song Do You Love Me? Um mm-hmm. where they're talking about How much they've been through together and sharing. You you said meant sharing your bed and having children, and realizing, wow, this person and I have gone through so much together. Um, Right. It it makes even arguing different because when you have been through so much together, Mm -hmm. you kind of become similar people. I mean they say that when you get older you start looking like your spouse. Okay, fine. That that's that's fine. But the the little things, the way that the person likes their coffee, the way that um they're going to react to a news article where you can both scoff at the same thing or comment on the same thing and it's people can grow into very comfortable secure relationships but we're still two people we're still two very different people and even though we have shared all of this experience together you still want to be acknowledged and recognized for being unique and special and you don't want to lose that and it's hard not to you have to work at it but there's there's that idea that even though i'm married i still want to be seen for for me as well as us. And sometimes after a long-term marriage, if you feel like you're losing that, you either try to get it back by finding something that's distinctly or uniquely yours. Or in your case, like your mother did, she loved traveling. She was able to go travel and nurture that part of herself that perhaps your dad didn't enjoy, but they were able to allow each other to be the person that they want to be and um, or at least pursue what, what made them interested or interesting in the past and yeah i'm sorry you were going to say something
0: no all i was going i was going to agree with you and then um i think so many times it is difficult because you do have such a a long history sometimes when the the relationships end there's a lot of bitterness but then sometimes they're just content sort of having their own life and they can remain friends with their former spouse and and just be compatible in the fact that they they have a commonality of a, of those years behind them
1: absolutely um, and there's the different degrees it, yeah. <laughs> different, there's different degrees of um, on the spectrum as well i've had uh, in mentioning whether people can remain friends it 's a lot easier when to to remain friends when the emotion when the the passion of why you 're splitting takes over i mean sometimes people can say, "You know what this just isn 't working um, oftentimes it 's not really like that you 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 have a lot of bitterness or or resentment but i 've had I had one client where they were divorced, but they were still living together because their kids were still in the same house. They led different lives with each other, um, but they it, it got a little it got a little iffy when they started dating other people and they had to to change that situation. But people can remain friends, and I mean that that's an unusual situation they they can they can remain such good friends that they. Have a commonality you know you can't split the house there would be a financial problem with that it's a lot it makes sense you live your own life i will come in when I want to come in you come in when you want to come in and just don't do anything to to hurt the other person if you mm-hmm. can just just, mm-hmm. be, just 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 have human kindness and that that can help and then of course there's a time when there might be a passionate separation divorce but then over time you know each person may have another person in their life or not but you still have kids and you still have to come together for marriages or or holidays and you can choose to be angry and bitter and, and not enjoy your children's life because you don't want to be in the same room with your spouse or there could be this happy medium where you accept that okay, this wasn't going to work, but I realize your life is going to go on, my life is going to go on. We have these important events together, and we have to figure out a way to coexist. Mm-hmm.
0: It's it's so much. It, it can be so complicated. I I do have um, uh, one of the members of our family who comes from um, a split home. Her uh, dad is very willing to come to all of the events that, that she has. The mom is just not um, able to do that. And I see her angst and I see her struggle and her bitterness, but I also see her losing out in enjoying the joy um, of their daughter's success. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I feel badly that um, this this is a difficult thing for them to share but yet this this beautiful person that was once um a result of the love that they had mm-hmm. <laughs> has um you know th- that they 're not able to fully enjoy we 've got a break coming up, Jody uh, on the other side we 'll talk about being single after a long time partnership it's it 's different when you 're fifty five or sixty it is. It um, is. so let 's talk a little bit about that and and kind of how to get started again we 're with Jody Bramer and we 'll be back right after these messages on passing fifty. Stay right where you are. Passing 50 will be right back after these messages. It's words you've never
2: heard. We have a book titled The Art of Doing Nothing by Veronica Bien in our guest room by the bed. I'm telling you, this book is an impossible challenge. In the state of Maine, it's said that someone who bottoms chairs for a living is lazy, presumably because one's bottom is perpetually in the chair. To sozzle means to laze around or perform a task in a sloppy way. The word is mainly found in New England. A quote from 1848 describes the term as used by housekeepers in certain parts of Connecticut to refer to a lazy person. Other words for lazy people are abbey Lubbers, Scabberlatchers, and slaughter-pooches. To me, the ultimate lob is someone who is too lazy to even fake like they're working. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Word.
3: Have you heard? We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Did you get up and stretch
0: during the break? Great! Now you're ready for the next part of our discussion on passing 50. Hi, everyone. This is Robin Boyd with you today. We're passing 50, and um, in my case, a little bit more than 50, but that's okay. <laughs> 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 I did pass fifty once. <laughs> I passed fifty twice. Um we're having a great discussion with Jody Bramer today. Um if you want a little more information about us, right now our, our show page uh you can go to beckmultimedia.com dot com and uh, look under her shows uh that she has listed there. Sandra Beck is um uh, is has a, a fleet of shows that she wants to share with everybody, us being one of them. So by sh- be sure to go there and check us out. Um, right now, we're talking a little bit about relationships. And we were just talking about getting through these rocky relationships, and we understand sometimes uh, it's great to have a long-term relationship, but whether it be um, – Due to your spouse passing on, or whether it be due to divorce, there's a time that we in our middle age may be faced with being single after uh, being involved in an awfully long time. This is difficult. Um, you're literally having to redefine yourself oh, after it, it's-
1: being, uh, yeah. It is. You, you, you are a different person after 50 than you were at 20 or 30 and who you are and what you want out of life, um, are very different. And if you have been out of the dating field for however many years and you go back in, it's going to be, it's what you're looking for now is going to be very different than what you looked for starting off. Um, oftentimes, when we look for somebody in our twenties we 're looking for somebody to make a life with uh, we 're looking for somebody possibly to start a family with or to build a future with and at fifty plus we're we 're beyond that we we have lived a life and we kind of have set the stage for where, what our future is hopefully we have something in retirement we 're looking toward ending our or changing our career goals, not necessarily starting them. And uh, even though we talked about starting them before, <laughs> which is well, totally Well, sure, wrong. but <laughs> it, it, it's a different – we're not looking for that um, strapping young weightlifter, cool guy anymore. We're looking for somebody who is going to provide us with whatever new things or same things that we want. We're not looking for somebody necessarily to um, – I don't know complete us is such a stupid Jerry Maguire word. Um, we're looking for somebody to share our, the rest of our life with. We're looking for um, a partner in a different way than we were at age 20 or 25. Um, somebody and sometimes must- I think
0: that requires us redefining ourselves before we actually know what we're looking for because our role for the past 20 or 30 years – has been so different than what our role may be from now age 50, 55 for the next next 20 some odd years.
1: Absolutely. And one thing that's been very interesting that I've found in my research and in my, in my work um, there's a difference between widows and widowers as well uh, versus divorced. Um, When a widower, a man has lost a spouse Oftentimes, when they're um, still well, actually, I can't even say that. What uh, the studies show that when a widower has lost a spouse that they in that they loved, mm-hmm. then a wi- that a widower is much more likely to find somebody and marry somebody sooner. Uh, than a widow might, which is very interesting statistics. Uh, Sometimes people frown on it. Oh, he just lost his wife within the last year or two. What's he doing getting married again? But actually, it's a compliment. And the reason it's a compliment is that a widower, a man who has had a happy marriage, misses that so much that he wants to recreate it and go back into the the place, the space that he was when he, he wants to recreate it and have that companionship again sooner rather than later and sometimes we find that with with a widow with a female who has lost her partner especially after a long time that this identity that you're talking about Robin is exactly that they find that they're in a different place than they ever were and they they aren't uh, somebody's wife they are standing alone they are this unique person and they get to explore that um, in a way that they might not have been able to, especially if if they're old school and they were married several Mm -hmm. decades ago and they had certain expectations on them. And suddenly those expectations are gone. And we find that widows are not quite as eager Hmm. to get back to a relationship as a widower might be, which is very interesting. It is interesting, but it does kind of make sense because...
0: As a woman, we have been, um, many roles that are not necessarily self-identifying. I am Mrs. Stephen Boyd. I am Ross's mother. I am Emily's mother. I am, <laughs> I am many other hats other than just being Robin Boyd. Whereas many times the man is going to be Stephen Boyd. He is an engineer. He is this. He is, has had that identity. Um, and we, if we are suddenly faced with being single, have to really find that identity because we've been many, many things
1: to many, many people. That's exactly right. And a man's job, for all intents and purposes, remains the same. Yeah. And a woman's job, if she has widowed, been widowed, um, it changes. Uh, yeah. She may have to for the first time, go out and be a breadwinner. She might have to uh, take on responsibilities that she didn't have to take on before. And I know I'm sounding rather sexist and, and antiquated, but we're talking about a group of people that's over 50, not a group of people that's in their sure. 20s. And um, it,
0: it it'll be interesting to see how the millennials handle this 20 years from now, if those statistics change. Um, I think women's uh, are a little more self-identified it, the younger ones than we were when we
1: were 20. Oh, yes. I think so, too. Uh, we There were certain expectations of us. I, I got married young. I got married mm-hmm. bef- three weeks before I turned 21. Mm-hmm. And I worked really hard at, at the marriage, and it lasted 16 years. So I'll share some confidential information. <laughs> and then I was on my own for 10 years. And thankfully, I have been in a... A uh, long-term marriage again for my second and final go-round. Yeah, <laughs> I'll yeah, never do yes. this again. <laughs> but you, uh, for the ten years that I was um, post, post my first long-term, expected to be forever marriage, I had two children. I had, I had to change careers, and it was, it was a discovery process. And I never even there were times that I thought I don't even necessarily want to be married. And that that's a difference between being 20 and being 50 something is mm-hmm. our goals in finding a partner may be different than finding um, a spouse. We yeah. want somebody that we can have dinner with or go to enjoy a movie with or talk about things with, or yes, have sexual relations with. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to have that passion, but we might not necessarily, necessarily be looking for somebody to marry. We may be in a different financial position. We may be in a, in a place where our accountant doesn't recommend it <laughs> uh, there. We might want to live together, but not necessarily be married for whatever reason, whether it be grown kids, whether it be cost efficient, whether it be packed, whatever there are situations over 50 are different than our situations when we're starting out. And it makes for a different path when we are no longer in the relationship that we might've known for decades. Mm. Do you think it's difficult
0: for somebody to develop a new relate, intimate relationship when we're in our 50s? We are saggy, we're wrinkly, we're not as limber as we used to be. And um, when you've had somebody who's kind of accepted all of that for a while, and then all of a sudden you've got to start to impress somebody new,
1: um, does that become a barrier? It, it, you know, it, it can actually build our confidence. When we are at the age that we are, when we're in the, quote, red hat society and we stop giving a damn about what other people think, we have this new confidence. We're not 20 looking at other 20-year-olds or 30-year-olds and thinking, oh, my gosh, she's got such perfect breasts or, oh, my gosh, I've got these these sag marks. No, I I, I like to embrace my wrinkles. I like to embrace the fact that my body has has the, the war wounds of everything that I've gone through. Now, this is interesting. I don't think that we necessarily have to um, impress our, our, our partners or in, in the dating field. I feel we have to accept who we are and look for people who are going to accept who we are. Yeah. Because we're not just starting out again. And I frankly wouldn't want to be dating somebody that's looking at twenty year olds. Right. I want right. to find somebody who's going to appreciate all that I have done and all that I have been through. And frankly, I want to look at somebody else and appreciate what they have done and been through. And I think that Pat I'd like to talk about this after the break is how mm. passion changes when we are at the age where I Are Now versus what we are then because of our confidence level, because of our identity, because we are we are who we are and we're looking for different things than we were starting out. And that can make us freer and make sex better. And I'd like to talk a little bit about that. Yes, we need to. Um,
0: <laughs> talking about a little too much information, but before, um, obviously, when, in my younger days, I was much less endowed than I am now. And um, <laughs> Stephen <laughs> says he misses the cupcakes, but he knows he has two healthy children. So,
1: <laughs> but in Southern, I'm in Southern California, so that's what surgery is for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know I my daughter keeps you know saying that there's a little nip tuck that's available I'm, I'm always so conscientious of my chin you know I'm obviously oh. in my 60s there's just no getting around it um and things are starting to fall where I never thought would fall but you know <laughs> there again um you know? you, you're right you have to say I'm not 20 I'm 60 and and there it is so <laughs>
1: and you have a lot more to offer than somebody who's 20, for, for the right person who's looking, and, and we, we can talk more about that.
0: We will. We do have one more break coming up, Jody. We're with Jody Bramer today on Passing 50. Uh, do stay tuned because we have a great conversation to wrap up on the other side of the break. So don't go away. Again, you might want to check us out at beckmultimedia.com. Check our Passing 50 page there as well as on toganet.com. Be back in a moment, right here on Passing 50. Stay right where you are. Passing 50 will be right back after these messages. It's never heard.
2: Have you heard about Mel and Joy Schwanke, a Nebraska couple that have worn matching outfits for the last 35 years? Apparently, they have over 140 matching outfits, all custom-made, which typically match her dress with his tie. The couple is a match made in heaven. Neither one of them can remember the exact date they started this quirky tradition, but they both contend it's one of the elements that have held their marriage together an impressive 65 years. What do you call a marriage between well-matched people? Noma gamosis. Mr. and Mrs. Schwenke say that Velcro connects them because they do everything together. If you like doting on your wife with excessive fondness, you would be uxorious. And a woman who is excessively devoted to her husband is moratorious. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
0: Do ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks
3: her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less
1: judgment? You're not alone. Come to the living room. A place where we get
3: comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We are saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today.
0: Want more information or hear other shows from Passing 50? Check out our info page on beckmultimedia.com or our website passing50.com. Now let's get back to our discussion on Passing Fifty. Hey everyone, this is Robin Boyd with you this afternoon or this evening or this morning. Whenever you happen to be listening to this, we are today with Jody Bramer. We're having such a great conversation, <laughs> Jody. Because you know, we all um have had or are in a relationship of some kind and whether it be relishing the one that you're in or trying to reestablish yourself to be ready for the next right relationship, like you were saying, um, the second and final relationship for you. Um, it is, I, I think it's so difficult for us sometimes to, um, think that we're changing. Sometimes mortality is a very difficult thing to face. We are getting older, uh, things do change. But we still have a fire in us. I still, sometimes the girls will be talking in the office and I'll just, I'll be like piping right in there with them and I'm thinking, <laughs> wait a minute, <laughs> I'm a couple of generations beyond these kids here. I shouldn't be probably saying these things, but you know, there's there's something still inside of me that thinks that I'm still a kid. Uh, I, I want to be a kid,
1: but passion does change, doesn't it? Passion does change. Uh, the... The hormones change, <laughs> yeah, oh my god I, it, it, menopause was definitely not not thought of by a woman i the, uh, they, <laughs> it, 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 menopause menopause at, does something to 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 the sex drive it does there are there are things that can be done there are there are ways you know if you are having difficulty uh with any sort of sexual intercourse or pain, you know go see your doctor you don't have to give up sex just because your body can no longer make babies. Yeah. And it's, it's sad. That may have been our original purpose in evolution, but we're so much more vital and there's so much more that can be done. And it doesn't mean that we're over the hill. In fact, if anything, because of that new level of confidence in our bodies and saying, you know, we know that we're sagging. We know that we've got all these, these badges of honor. Oh, good. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm saying it. I don't believe it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, when we are with somebody that we can love or trust in a different way with a different outlook um, than than how we were facing our twenties it and this brings us to the importance of finding a partner and i 'm not talking about a marital partner per se, but I am talking about companionship and and whatever it might lead to and it it could very well lead to more. Um, on that on that hiatus between uh, my unsuccessful marriage, my long term marriage, and my new long term marriage, there was that ten year period, and I dated a lot. And I was I was in my forties, and it was difficult to go back. And I don't even think Tinder had come out yet. Um, but boy, we we had we had the onset of the all of the 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 dating websites, and I, I ended up writing a book and. One of my my books uh, was called "Looking for That Last First Date: Mm -hmm. An Insider's Guide to Dating After Divorce," and I I wrote that book. And it was—it's kind of based on some very well. Every story in there is true, and they're funny stories, and they're they're inspiring stories, and they're sad stories about what it was like. And I would—my parents—they were married 61 years, and I would—oh my gosh! Oh, I just lost my mother this last year. It was so sad. Oh, uh, but I'm I would so come sorry. back from. Thank you. I would come back from dating and tell my parents about the, this one date that happened or this one experience, and they said, "Jody, this is great. Why don't you write a book?" So I did, and it got published. Yes. Good. And talking about all of the different things that we look for, the second or third time around, mm-hmm. and we didn't have the sites like tinder which was mostly a hookup site but we had the the fear you know what are you going to get how do you know what you're getting on the other end of the line and um there is a really good site that i would recommend and they've been doing some some studies on dating sites like where where are the good sites to go where where what can you trust and as i said before when we're in our 50s we don't want to find people who are in their fifties and sixties looking for 20 year olds. We want somebody who can appreciate us, somebody who we can appreciate what they've gone through, who isn't looking for a, the latest notch in their bedpost because when we're this age, we're done with that. We're looking yeah. for somebody meaningful. We hope. And um, there is a website, uh, a dating site called dot com, mm-hmm. which is designed for people over 40 plus looking for people over 40 plus. And it might even be over 50 plus. I don't know. Cause it, it I, yeah. I missed out on it, but I know that a lot of my clients can rely on that when they're not looking for, uh, uh I, I'm, I'm modeling with my hands right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that when, when they're not looking for that, but they're looking for somebody to have a meaningful relationship. And I can tell you that those first kisses can be just as inflaming as, as our first kisses Back in our twenties, because when mm-hmm. we find somebody that we want to kiss, and we get past the the idea that oh they've got wrinkles, or oh they may have a couple more pounds than the surfer dude that I dated back when I was whatever, you start to appreciate somebody on a completely different level. And you know, age affects men as well, and their ability to get it up or keep it up is different. Sure. So they're not sure. to perform as much as look, people in in our age group are looking for um, satisfaction. Yeah. And that is something that perhaps you didn't have in your 20s because perhaps you were still getting comfortable with your body and you were thinking, oh, I have to perform this technique just as good as somebody else would. Now it's like, no, I'm looking at finding my own pleasure and, and getting from this what I can. And, and the man, because it's not about numbers anymore, um, hopefully, you can be with somebody who cares about learning about your body in in a much deeper way than just putting another notch on their head headboard they 're looking to long term satisfaction and okay we, we can go a little bit longer now because I can last a little bit longer or maybe i won 't even even last now. I can make it about enjoying you or enjoying our right. partner. Right. And knowing what pleases us. And passion takes place in nursing homes and people in their 90s are getting married. And it's, it's, it's a wonderful new commitment level because what we're looking for now is different. And it could be deeper. And this could be the person that we die with. And I know that that sounds morbid, but it's actually very refreshing because you don't have to worry about what if you're right. finding somebody that might be the last person that you're ever going to be with, and there's some some comfort in that. <laughs> right,
0: right. There is. I, our intimacy has changed as as we've gotten older, and I think. It hasn't lessened, it's increased, but in a different way. So the things that were hot in our 20s are not the things that are necessarily hot for us right now, but that doesn't mean that our our intimacy is any less. I think, if nothing else, it's far more passionate because there's such a depth to it now that yes. we did not have. Uh, it was a little more superficial when we were younger. So... um I, I totally think it's um, it, it, we have to be ready to be inventive we have to be ready to uh, a, a accept change uh-huh. we're not going to do things differently we're going I mean we are not going to do things the same things are going to be different but then that escalates the relationship. On the, on the whole, it isn't going to necessarily just be um, about sex. It's not just going to be about parenting. It's going to be a whole different relationship, and that's so, so exciting. Very um,
1: different. And, and we can enjoy the different stages that come with that because instead yeah. of worrying about parenting, we can look at grandparenting and we can look yes. at enjoying children and infants in a different way and, and being able to share that experience and then hand them back to the parents and then say, yes. we're going to go off and have a great time tonight. Bye. See I've been there and done that. Here's the kids. <laughs> we're going
0: on a cruise tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and having that freedom to be able to do the things that we were too burdened with too many other things. It, in a, not that child raising children should be a burden. It's not. But we have the ability to do things more freely than we ever could before in our lives, and I think that's something to definitely embrace. Um, we're coming close to the end. What about finding purpose when we're facing retirement, Jody? Um, it's so difficult, I think, to find that purpose. Um, it
1: is, and that's that's a whole topic for an entire different I show. I um, You were mentioning about your husband.
0: Yes. When his retirement came uh, a little earlier than expected, he, uh, it was very difficult because he felt he needed to get back out there to find a job. The jobs weren't coming. He knew he was retiring. Uh, it, it was, it is difficult. And I think when we talk about some of these classes or finding purpose, and sometimes volunteering is or isn't in our in our uh, makeup. Um, finding some kind of purpose is so necessary.
1: Yes, and whether that purpose be with maybe taking new classes or getting more involved with our children or grandchildren or even finding something that that you want to do every day that gets you out of bed every day, whether it be learning how to walk around the block again or yes. um, take, uh, having a, a new goal, Um Doing again, you you mentioned volunteering in passing, but volunteering is it can be really vital in helping people not only feel better about themselves because they see other situations, but also give them a purpose where it is about the greater good. And it does take you out of your possible isolation and be part of the, the community in a very positive way
0: we're we're just so close to the end Jody before we wrap up so the bottom line is yes we're getting older but it's okay isn't it we're going to be okay
1: we're going <laughs> to well yeah we're gonna, we have to be what other choice do we have uh every day is going to be a new experience and it's it's not always fun but there are There's so much more ahead of us that we can still look forward to doing and being involved in. And um, life is good. Life is good.
0: Life is good. And mine is all the more because I know you, Jody Bramer.
1: Oh, Robin, thank you so much. And thank you for having me on your show. Thank you. I hope you join us again
0: because we do have a lot more topics to, to cover, uh, whether it be talking about retirement, whether it be talking about uh, finding those purpose. I, th- I think there's so much more to talk about. So stop in again. We hope we can Thank have you. you. Good. Thank you so much. Good. Enjoy your, the rest of your day. And I hope all of you enjoy the rest of your day and your week. Join us again next week. We've got another conversation that we hope um, is going to uh, inspire you because we do have a lot more to do in our lives, no matter whether you're passing 50 or not. Um, there's a lot to do and there's a lot to look forward to. We'll see you next time on Passing 50. We're glad you spent this time with us today. Relax. Passing 50 isn't so bad, and every year after can be great, too. You're in good company. Passing 50 is a production of Beck Multimedia. Join us again for another great discussion right here on Passing 50.